This is the Oanda Podcast. This is the Oanda Market Insights Podcast, talking to Oanda senior market analysts from across the world. And today it is Craig Earlham in London. Good morning, Craig. How are you doing? I'm really good, mate. How are you? Pretty good, thank you. Markets have rebounded a little bit, back in positive territory after last week's falls. Yeah, it's so I think we spoke about this last week. We're kind of in this period now between before the Jackson Hole event later this week. It's the middle of summer uh, when you do typically see that the kind of event risk is much lower than you would normally see. And we just saw markets last week seemingly preparing some of these gains, taking from profit off the table it, it seemed so even though at times last week it did look a little bit jittery i think it was largely driven by just the time of year that we find ourselves in um obviously the narrative kind of was provided to go alongside that whether that be rising uh, covid cases and restrictions in china um, and we obviously saw other countries as well where we saw restrictions being imposed or we saw some softness in in some select data points the narrative kind of provided the opportunity, um, but I think the actual selling itself had probably a lot more to do, just like I say, with the time of the year and the proximity to um, a key Fed event. So now we're seeing them bouncing back a little bit today. And again, I don't think there's any much anything much more to it than, than what we were talking about last week. I just think what's interesting is the fact that traders are still keen to buy the dips. And I think that's I think that's the most important takeaway really from what we're seeing at the moment is even when these markets do pull back and even when the narrative turns negative, people are still keen to buy those dips. And that's that's just a sign of a very strong market more generally. When we spoke last week, Craig, we didn't talk about Afghanistan at all, whether or not that has had any effect on sentiment at all. So far, probably not. But are some a little bit nervy out there that there could be repercussions uh, on a wider scale? I don't think so at this point. It doesn't feel like this is something that is playing any kind of a role in the markets at this point. Now, obviously, things can change and things can evolve. But I think at this moment in time, it doesn't feel to me like this is anything that's really playing much of a role in the markets. You are likely to see it mentioned a bit more um, as things do progress. And obviously, things are progressing incredibly, uh, incredibly quickly uh, over there. But at this moment in time, apart from potentially some maybe feeding the narrative that we were seeing last week more uh, in terms of that kind of risk averse narrative, I, I just don't think it's actually playing that much of a role in these markets. And who knows, maybe I'll be proven wrong. But right now, uh, I'm just not really seeing um, what kind of an impact it w- would be having uh, in terms of driving markets, whether that be equity, commodity, etc. markets. Okay, we'll we'll keep a close eye on that. In the meantime, before we look ahead to the week, Bitcoin has hit that uh, very important fifty thousand dollar mark again, so bouncing back. Yeah, it's. I mean, I think it's the, a lot of what we see in some of these markets is the the, the the psychology of what's happening, and I think Bitcoin was just really interesting. It fell back towards kind of forty four thousand. We saw it generate strong support there. I don't think there was any ever doubt that the kind of medium term price trend was still very bullish. It was just a case of when it was going to take these levels, it seemed. And there was signs that potentially Bitcoin could have dropped even a little bit further back to the $41,000 region, maybe. 
if 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 if, if forty fourth fell, uh, but it didn't. It held firm, and then we saw a strong rally at the back end of last week. And we next thing we know, we're we're, we're breaking through fifty thousand and things looking a lot more promising in the near term once again. Um, whether this means that we're going to hit sixty five thousand um, or not is well, I'm, who knows when it comes to Bitcoin and when it's going to happen as well. You wouldn't be surprised if it takes till the end of the year, but you wouldn't be surprised if it only took till the end of the week. That's the kind of the the, the kind of beauty of uh, of this market. It is extremely volatile. It is extremely fast paced. And now that fifty thousands take. Um, now that 50,000 is broken, then I think things could potentially get a lot more lively. Okay, Craig, let's take a look at what's happening in the next week or so. What are the standouts for you? So there is um, plenty of data points to be keeping an eye on. I think the obvious thing, though, is the Jackson Hole Symposium later on in the week. Um, that's when we might get an idea of what we can expect from the Fed in September. It's something that we've been talking about for weeks as being the kind of the thing traders are focused on and the reasons or one of the reasons why we may be seeing a little bit of anxiety in the markets. So I think that later on in the week is the real standout. There is a number of other data points as well, though, uh, to keep uh, a close eye on from the US and others. We've got things like GDP from the US and jobless claims on Thursday. Um, Core PCE price index, so that's a Fed's preferred measure of inflation. That comes out on Friday as well. Um, and uh, consumer sentiment, which uh, which caused a bit of a stir um, a couple of weeks ago when it fell to a decade low. So I think there's a few data points on that side as well. Uh, but then we've also got Euro area data as well and UK data. In fact, this morning, the data we've seen from the Euro area in the UK has very much almost aligned with what we uh, what we've been seeing building for a few weeks now. So the PMIs, the manufacturing and services and composite PMIs from the UK and Europe, um, they were kind of impressive as far as Europe is concerned. But it does come with the downside of the outlook is still um, uh, is still an area that businesses are still start. Uh, a little bit concerned about because of uh, the Delta variant, but then the current um, the current view is still very much very much positive. We're still seeing the supply side issues as well, and the supply side thing is the is one of what really weighed uh, on the UK numbers as well. And what was really well partially concerning about the UK in terms of the growth outlook is the fact that the services PMI was far below expectations. So the PMI dropping from fifty nine point six to 55.5 so that, and that was way below uh, what market expectations were as well so i think the supply side is having an issue there i think also the labor uh, issues is um, is exacerbating the problem here also um and, and i think it may lead uh, it, over the course of the coming weeks to people downgrading their views or their expectations as far as uk growth is concerned in the uh, coming quarter so I think that's certainly going to be one to watch and something that will make the rest of the data we get from both of those uh, all the more interesting. But like I say, it's hard to really look past the US this week because of that Jackson Hole meeting and the, the flurry of data that we have later on in the week. I think that's going to just remain uh, the key focal point and maybe after Jackson Hole, we'll have a better idea on what we can expect from the central bank uh, in the final months of the year. Okay, Greg, have a very good week. Thanks for joining us this morning. Thank you. Co Anda podcast.